golf and rock and roll not logical but it is fascinating playing down that big old fairway don't want no hackers to get in my way the boys and me got a big NASA going before the drive It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 on this special Thursday edition. Your host, Holly G, in the house. And we've got a lot of golf to talk about tonight as we're just about a half hour away from the beginning of day two at the President's Cup at Royal Melbourne over in Australia. And yes, you can tune into the Golf Channel and watch Prime Time as uh, the four some matches are about to begin. For some matches being the alternate shot, and if you've ever played alternate shot, boy, that uh, that is some pressure. That's all I can say. And an unprecedented start for the internationals. Going four and one yesterday, vaulting to the lead of the President's Cup. And uh, for any of you that have followed these matches, the last 12 to be exact, Team USA up 10 wins. So this, of course, was a, a great start for the internationals. They've clearly on paper looked as the underdogs and uh, Captain Ernie Ells. Said he came in with a plan, and it seemed to be working yesterday. Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas, the only team posting a win on the scoreboard. We'll waste no more time. We've got lots of golf to talk about. We're going to go to Jeff Babineau from the Morning Read. Hey, Babs. Hey, Holly G. Hey, who says uh, it's the offseason? It's not the offseason. We are rolling right through Christmas here with lots of golf. Over the weekend, we finished up uh, at the Father-Son Tournament. I know you were out there, and a pretty exciting uh, finish with uh, a three-way playoff, right? A three-way playoff. You had the Laymans, the Goosens, and the Longers, and uh, it was exciting. You know, Jason Longer... Made eagle on the first playoff hole, hit a three-wood about 270 yards into the wind, which his dad said he certainly didn't have that shot. So <laughs> it's, it's just a fun weekend. You know, the golf is good. It is impressive how these guys still step out there. And, you know, Lee Trevino's 80. I was watching him hit balls. He looked fantastic. Gary Player's 84. Hale Irwin's out there. He's 74. You know, Tom Watson's out there after uh, losing his wife, Hillary, on – the eve of Thanksgiving, I was surprised to see Tom playing, but it, wow. was, it was cathartic because that's their second family. So he was around a lot of people. He's been around a lot of years, and, uh, and I think it helped him out a little bit. Yeah, um, of course, uh, very, very sad uh, to get that news just before Thanksgiving. 
um, uh, Langer, man, you know, the, the, the genes haven't fallen far from the tree with his son. Boy, can he can hit it. Just as Christmas is dad. He, he can hit it. He, he's a nice kid, too, really. I heard him do a podcast the next day or do a radio show and really well-spoken. He's, he's on the golf team at Penn. He's a sophomore. You know, Bernard won uh, two of these titles with his older son, Stefan. And now Jason has two, so he gets dibs on playing next year, which which is pretty good. And uh, you know, Bernhard Langer at 62 is ageless. I mean, he he looks in the same shape as when he was winning, uh, you know, tournaments at Augusta. He might be he winning in his age. 70s the way he's going. He might be. I mean, he takes great care of himself. He works at it. He plays hard. He doesn't do anything outstanding. He just does everything really well. And uh, he's pretty – I think it's amazing to watch some of these guys – and how much they love the game and compete into their 60s and 70s and 80s. Oh, a great tournament out there at the Ritz-Carlton. And I know on Monday you were out at uh, the tra- at Tranquillo in Lake Buena Vista for the LPGA Media Day, a nice new tournament that starts off the LPGA season right here in Orlando, uh, the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions, the second annual one, January 16th through the 19th, coming right up. That's right. It takes us back to the old days when we used to start the LPGA season. When I was at the Orlando Sentinel, we'd go back-to-back at Grand Cypress and Disney to get the, the season underway. But there were a few years where the, these uh, you know the players of the LPGA would go to the first major of the year, having only teed it up two or three times. Right. So it's really good. It's a fun event. It's got celebrities along with the LPGA players. You're going to see a lot of good LPGA players here. Uh, Brittany Lincecombe was there the other day. You know, she had her first child this summer. It'll be her first time back uh, beneath the ropes and playing, and, and she's a lot of fun and a great player. And uh, John Smoltz was there. You know, he won the celebrity division. Uh, it, it was fun. Michael Waltrip was there, and uh, Mike Wan, the LPGA commissioner. So they had a really nice day out there. I think it's a that's a really cool course in Orlando. I think Tranquillo is in great shape and. Uh, and it makes for a fun, you know, there's a really good finish. I mean, you can go to that 18th hole and make anything. So it should be fun when the uh, LPGA players and celebs are in town. Yeah, um, I know uh, I spent some time interviewed uh, Toby Keith, I think it was, last year. He and his wife, big-time golfers. Uh, they live out in Oklahoma, I believe, own a golf course, and have done a ton for uh, collegiate golf out there. Yeah, I just get bitten by the bug, you know, and, when John Smoltz was playing for the Atlanta Braves early on in his career, he hated golf. He thought it was slow, boring. I mean, now he's he's basically addicted to it. Yeah, welcome to, welcome a, to being retired. Yeah, welcome to being retired. Although he works pretty hard, you know, he's got the Fox TV gig. Oh yeah. But the the first thing he does is he makes sure to block out this tournament, to the Diamond Resorts, and the uh, the one they play out in Tahoe. So those weeks he's going to be playing golf and. Uh, and he works at at it, and he's a really good player. So, you know, it's 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 something that fills the void for the athletes anyway. That all of a sudden they're they're out of their sports, but they want to fill that competitive void. So, I think golf fits in quite nicely. That's right. Well, um, as I mentioned in the opening match, uh, the matches for day two are about to begin for the President's Cup live on the Golf Channel. We're what, I think uh, 16 hours time difference with, with Australia? 16 hours ahead of us, yeah. 
Um, and I guess well, it's almost Christmas there. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> they were singing "Happy Birthday" to Ricky Fowler on the bus uh, over to the course. Another great uh, December birthday on the calendar. And <laughs> somebody was saying, though, was his birthday really today or is it tomorrow? <laughs> so yeah, that's right. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know. But that's the case. But anyway, as we look at uh, you know yesterday, wow! Um, I think that probably got the U- Team USA out of their jet lag and travel yeah. fog because uh, this was not expected, not by a long shot. No, but you you just had a feeling, you know, when the U.S. has traveled this far away from home, you know, when they've gone to South Africa, they, this is the third time at Royal Melbourne. Uh, they've some and, and in Korea. The matches have been close. There was only one kind of blowout in Australia. And then, of course, you had the internationals winning their lone President's Cup uh, in Australia in 98 when they just thumped the U.S. team. And it was near Christmas, and the U.S. team wasn't ready to go. And they just uh, they thumped them. So I think Ernie Ellis has done a great job as captain. He's got his guys really engaged. They kind of have you know looked heavily into analytics. He's got his guys buying in. He's like, you know, no, I'll, I'll pair you. You're not going to pair you. So he's got teams he likes. You know, he won 4-1 yesterday. They won the session, and he's got five brand-new pairings out today. So he definitely put a lot of thought into this. And I, and I think on the flip side, Tiger playing kind of distracts him a little bit from what he needs to do as a captain. So are you going to play or are you going to captain? He, he gets a great grade yesterday as a player. He played fantastic. But it kind of takes his eye off the ball a little bit on, on things uh, he needs to do as a captain. Well, he's got a pretty good team of vice captains, though. Um, doesn't doesn't hurt to have Freddie Couples in the you know as a as a sideline quarterback, and of course Steve Stricker, who's been in that role before. But I I agree with you. Um, but if it goes this way, depending on what happens today, Tiger could be playing five matches. What do you think? Yeah, I have a feeling he'll play one on Saturday, maybe out of the two sessions, and then be rested for singles. You know, I mean, you have 12 points up for grabs in the Sunday singles, which will be Saturday night here, I guess. Uh, you know, and, and that's a lot of points, and you got to be fresh. And I think you watch how many people you really play five times. I don't know that Tiger will be one of those guys, unless he went out early Saturday and, and they really thump somebody and he doesn't play too many holes. So we'll see how that plays out. But, but uh, I mean, I loved it. 4-1 to start with the internationals. We really get to see what the Americans are made of. They're, they're really going to have to fight and go chase this cup now, and I, and I love it. I think it's going to be great. Well, I love what Ernie did with the first pairing that's out at 7.02 tonight. Louis Ustazen and Adam Scott, nothing like putting the two uh, major champions together and probably the most experienced against DJ and Matt Kuchar, um, who uh, sat out yesterday. Right, <laughs> The match of the session, really. I mean, who's going to win that first point? That's big. I mean, if if the U.S. goes down five-one, you got some young guys behind them that are, you know, they're going to have to really fight. Uh, the rookies played well. Ernie put out five rookies yesterday. Four of them returned points to him. That's huge. He gets one other rookie out there today, and Cam Smith. Uh, he just—they've done a lot of little things, I think, and they just looked like the team that was a little more prepared. I mean, it's golf, and in one day, any. You know, the internationals, it's no huge surprise to beat the U.S. 4-1 to one on one day of golf match play, but it's going to be interesting to see what continues here. It's, uh, I think the Americans are going to get a little better each day getting to know that golf course, and 
and they're really going to have to fight now, and I, I love it. I think it's going to be really good. The second match is uh, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay playing Adam Hadwin and Joaquin Neiman. Um, you know, Hadwin, just he's he's solid. He he had a pretty good day yesterday. He's a great putter. You know, he's a great putter. I think we expected to see Patrick Cantlay play with Patrick Reed because they play that event in New Orleans together. Right. So it was a little, little bit of a surprise to see Patrick Reed alongside Webb Simpson. You know, I don't know if the Bahamas or what happened down there played into that. I don't know, but uh, I tell you what, Shoffley's a kid who loves the big stage. Uh, I think he'll he'll get they'll get back in there and probably get a point today. Uh, it's it's just uh, it's good stuff. It's match play is a lot of fun to watch, and uh, you know they, these young guys are going to have to perform awfully well to keep that lead for the international side. You ever played in an alternate shot? Match play, Jeff. Man, that choke fest. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, it's yeah. even fun to watch. You know, pros when they, you know, they don't want to disappoint their partner. That's for sure. Yeah, it's so different from what we're used to, right? I mean, I, they play a little in Europe, so the Ryder Cup guys might grow up playing a little at some of the clubs there. But it's just, it's so different. It's a different cadence to the round, and you might not putt for four holes and. Who has drives on the, you know, the drivable? You have a couple drivable par fours here. You know, do you put Dustin Johnson on those instead of Kucher? And it's just, uh, it's just the interesting st- stuff. The strategery. What <laughs> strategery? A lot of strategery. Yeah, that's right. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, got any um, uh, columns coming up on Morning Read this week, my friend? Yeah, I'm going to write a couple stories uh, in, the, in the weeks ahead. Anyway, on the um, on the Diamond Resorts, you know, talking to Brittany Lindsacombe, getting back out there. Uh, I'll have a year ender on Morning Read, just kind of some observations from 2019, and and I'm doing a little stuff here on the side with the President's Cup. So, all right, trying to do a lot of writing and stay busy. Well, we've got one more show to go, believe it or not, and uh, of course we'll be wrapping up the President's Cup. So. Uh, we appreciate, as always, Jeff Babineau from The Morning Read. Thank you, my friend. You got it. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked a uh, three-iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back, the Gulf Insiders, in the house, Holly G, as uh, we get ready for live golf in primetime tonight. Yes, it's day two of the President's Cup, and they're going to be teeing it up shortly at Royal Melbourne. And um, the first match out of the blocks is going to be Louis Oosthuizen and Adam Scott playing uh, Dustin Johnson and Matt Kuchar. Tee-off time at 7.02. And as I'm looking live on Golf Channel, uh, Tiger Woods is doing a little putting, getting ready for uh, his match, which will tee off at he and Justin Thomas at 7.41. So if you're on your way home, you can check out the Golf Channel. And right now, I'm going to bring in one of... Our favorite people at the Golf Channel, co-host of Morning Drive, Damon Hack, joining us on the Golf Insiders. Hey, Damon. Holly G., how are you? Well, 
I am so excited because, you know, primetime golf match play, does it get any better than this? It doesn't. I mean, we got pretty pictures coming from down under at Royal Melbourne, which is a parkside, linksy kind of golf course. Mackenzie, you know, kind of a hybrid of Augusta National meets St. Andrews. So much quirkiness, great shot making required. Uh, and you've got uh, Tiger Woods playing well, and you've got the internationals trying to get off the snide after a seven match losing streak. What's not to like? Yeah, and I like the fact they've got a couple of those. Uh par fours where you know people like dj can go for it like he did yesterday driving the green on number 11 yes shades of his great drive at kapalua a couple years ago but he made the putt then missed the putt last night so hoping for a little better today that really has been his achilles heels over the last six months dj not doing well with his putting obviously coming off that knee surgery a lot of issues for this American team, whether you point to Patrick Reed in the Bahamas or the jet lag or the lack of Brooks Kepka. Um, they're uh, having to climb a, a mountain that they're not used to climbing in this President's Cup. Yeah, that's the truth. I was mentioning um, that we've, out of the 12 matches, Team USA has won 10. There was one win for the internationals, which was at Royal Melbourne in 1998. In fact, well, you know, one of your uh, compadres, Frank Nabilo, who we've uh, been watching the last couple of days, was part of that team. Absolutely right. And Frank has been reminding us just how strong that team was. you got four at the time, current or future or previous number ones, including Greg Norman, Nick Price, Ernie Els, and Vijay Singh. That was a powerhouse team captained by the late, great Peter Thompson. And this team is doing it in a different way with seven rookies, uh, but they're playing for a captain in Ernie Els, who they absolutely love and, and respect, and they want to win as much for Ernie as they do for themselves. Yeah, Ernie, um, you know, really, really interesting listening to some of his comments and, you know, just the clearly the thought and the and the data. They said they they have been practicing this way and they're going with the process. It, you know, sort of uh, shades of Paul Azinger when he did the whole pod thing. I wonder what's going on there in the uh, team room. Yeah, I think uh, a little saber metrics, kind of a Bill James baseball money ball type of of, uh, of theories being applied to to golf, and it has to do with you know the best birdie opportunities and the best you know teammates. So people were surprised that Bernie didn't roll out the exact same groupings that he did on day one, but he has a system. Uh, he's sticking to it. And I think at the end of the day, the comfort of the international team on this golf course is really apparent. You know, guys like Adam Scott and, and, and Leishman, Cam Smith, and even the, the assistant captains, there's a nice kind of cohesion. One of the things that internationals are trying to overcome is the language barriers, cultural barriers. When you have a hero in Trevor Illman to the South Africans, KJ Choi to the South Koreans, you have a Mike Weir. Uh, for Canadian Adam Hadwin, uh, and you've got a Jeff Ogilvy, a U.S. Open champ. You have a really good kind of fleet of lieutenants to ride alongside Ernie Els, and right now all the right buttons are being pushed for, for the international team. Absolutely. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, and I'm speaking with Damon Hack from the Golf Channel as we are about to see the – the matches for day two of the President's Cup begin at 7.02 on the Golf Channel. 
Uh, speaking of the captains, uh, Tiger Woods, how do you think uh, first day went for Tiger as player and uh, as captain? Well, of course, probably not what he was hoping for, but, you know, this is something to mix. Only the second time we've had a player captain. That's right, Hill Irwin back in 94. It was funny to see Tiger go out and make six birdies and carry Justin Thomas around. And then after he was done, he does his post-round interview, and they hook him up with the microphone and the earpiece and get him ready. Right. For his captain role, right? I mean, it's like he's getting ready for a, a television show or something. We're all used to wearing those IFBs and whatnot. But I tell you what, uh, Tiger suddenly is the best player on almost any golf course that he that he steps on again. I mean, to see how sublime his game was. Uh, but he's only one man, and somehow he has to find a way to get this team, which may be suffering from some set lag, some unfamiliarity on the golf course, and some lack of imagination. This is not a bomb and gouge golf course. This is not a golf course that necessarily fits the skill set of a Dustin Johnson or a Tony Finau or a Gary Woodland. you got to really improvise and really use some other skill sets besides the driver and, and, and you know, making eagles and whatnot. You have to really sink your way around this golf course. So strategy is going to be huge for, for Team Tiger going forward. What do you think of that pairing uh, of Patrick Reed and Webb Simpson? Of course, um, you had to be under a rock if you haven't paid attention to what happened, you know, down in the Bahamas and the bunker gate, if you will. But, um, you know, I guess I would have thought he would have played with Patrick Cantley because they've, you know, they've teamed up in the in the past. What do, what do you think about that pairing? Yeah, a lot of folks thought we'd seen the Patrick team together at the Zara Classic uh, of New Orleans. Webb's a good guy. He's used to playing with mercurial personalities before, including Bubba Watson, two-time Masters champ. So I think Tiger felt that Webb could handle it. I'm sure Webb felt like that's quite a statement for Tiger believing in me that I could handle it. But it's awkward for this team to be hearing boos and heckling and trying to kind of cleanse the sins of Patrick Reed. That's kind of what Webb and the rest of the team is dealing with. And it's definitely not an easy task yeah and certainly a, a distraction the the day they landed when um you know that's what was on the media's mind and rightly so what were your thoughts yeah i just think it's one more kind of brick in the wall for this team that's missing brooks kepka dealing with jet lag and now you throw in this flying the ointment of a player in Patrick Reed who, let's be honest, a lot of us thought we'd never see on a team again, at least as a pick. So, Pat, so Patrick becomes this pick. The sins of Paris are, were thought they're behind us, and then all of a sudden you have this incident in the Bahamas. So I think the team is having to deal with other things besides the strategy of the golf course, finding cohesion. Now you have this extenuating circumstance with Patrick Reed, and I think the team's having trouble learning how to deal with it in real time while also trying to make enough birdies to beat the international team. Well, uh, we've got three, um, three, three more days. I can't keep straight here of, of matches. Of course, the, the, the singles matches will be Saturday night. Uh, what do you think? We've just got a, about a minute and a half. What do you think? Um, you know, what are you looking for? What do you think Tiger is going to be looking at? It really, a lot hangs on today, don't you think? It really does. The, the, the Americans can't fall much farther behind. Uh, they rarely have ever faced a deficit like this on day one. The, the three times they have, the, the internationals have either they've won one, they've tied one, and they've lost one. So this is an uphill climb for a team that didn't expect to be in this position. I think Ernie Els has really done the work to 
find the ways to bond this team and find some cohesion with all these different cultures in different countries that have come together. I think they're tired of being the butt of jokes. I think they're tired of being embarrassed. And I think Ernie Els has found a system to bring all these disparate personalities together. So I think the Americans are going to have to play even better than they did in day one. They're going to have to find a way to kind of climb this mountain on a golf course that just doesn't necessarily fit the skill set uh, that does the internationals. And I think that the, the just the institutional knowledge of his captains and captains and vice captains for Ernie Els, I think they've got a, a, a really strong advantage going into these final three days. Well, they've even got their own uh, their own logo now. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, you know what? For a team looking for some identity, this is the kind of the the shield of arms, the coat of arms. Uh, looks a little Darth Vaderish. Oh, what do you like think? An old kind of Pittsburgh Steelers logo, perhaps. You know, maybe this it's the black and yellow. You know? Yeah, I I, I think it's fantastic. And uh, I mean, you know, if if Ernie uh, Ernie will have to write a book if he wins <laughs> this with uh, seven rookies on his team. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be a great couple of days. And the best part is, Damon Hack, the Golf Channel is going to bring it all to us, wire to wire. We thank you, as always, for spending our time. And what, what's going to be the number on Saturday night, my friend? Saturday night, four-point lead for Team International going into singles. That's my prediction. All right. Thank you so much, the Golf Insiders. We've got a tea time. we got to go. Bye-bye.